0: Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am joined by Disney bride Melissa Callahan to talk all about transportation. When you get married at Walt Disney World, transportation can be a very large part of your wedding budget because it is something like 43 square miles and you have to get your guests all over it from your reception to your after the ceremony and then if you have a dessert party. And it can be kind of confusing and it can be very expensive if you don't know what you're doing. So today, Melissa and I are going to share some tips and tricks Welcome, Melissa.
1: Thanks, Carrie. It's really nice to talk to you.
0: Well, it's so great to have you on the show because I've seen you giving great advice about transportation to other Disney brides, and so I thought it would be great to have you share your advice on the show.
1: Sure. I mean, that was definitely a big consideration for us with transportation. All of our guests were from out of town, so definitely something that was important, and um, I think we did pretty well with it. So I'm excited to kind of share. I'm a little bit opinionated about it, but I'm excited to share it, and, and hopefully it'll help somebody else.
0: That's great. So first I want to do an overview of the different forms of transportation and what's included because some of the Disney weddings do include transportation and then go through all the complexities of wishes collection transportation and then we're going to hear about how Melissa made transportation work and finally we will cover some money-saving tips for transportation. First, let's take a look at Memories, because the Memories collection does include some transportation, and it's very basic. You get three consecutive hours of a limousine, and you can also swap that out if maybe you're staying at the resort where your ceremony is. You can swap it for an in-room gift basket that has a lot of fun goodies. But if you do want to use it, you can use it at any time during your trip. It doesn't have to be the day of your vow renewal or your wedding with the Memories collection, as long as it's three consecutive hours. Now there's a similar thing with the escape collection that comes with four consecutive hours of limousine. And if you are having an Epcot ceremony, they give you five hours of a minibus as well, because that is how you get your guests into the park for the ceremony in Canada. It's four hours of consecutive service, and you can use it at any time during your trip. If you use it on your wedding day, you don't have to just use it for yourself. You can also use it to transport guests in shifts. So if you only have like 10 guests or 15 guests, and if they're staying basically in the same place, you can use the limo time that you get free with your package to bring them to and from the ceremony site. So that's really helpful. And then if you want to add specialty transportation, this is not something you can do with memories, but with Escape, they do let you add Cinderella's glass coach or a carriage or a Rolls Royce or whatever. You can add whatever you want, but you do pay for it. You can't swap for what's in the package. Now, if you do have a bigger group and you're interested in alternative forms of transportation, or if you're doing a dessert party and you want to know about hiring extra transport for that, then stay tuned because now we're going to talk about the wishes collection transportation, and this is the same would all apply to you if you were doing escape in those situations. So wishes, of course, is not a package, so it doesn't come with anything. Everything's a la carte. I like to break it down into two types of transportation for wishes. There's specialty transportation, which we just talked about, which is the fancy, for photos only kind of transportation, like carriages or vintage cars, although the vintage cars can drive you around property, unlike the carriages. And then there's guest transportation, and that's how you're going to get all of your guests to and from the wedding. So let's start with specialty transportation. Now, Melissa, did you add any specialty transportation to your event?
1: We did. We actually had originally booked one of the coaches, um, but then you know things kind of got a little bit tight toward the end, so we switched and went with the vintage Rolls Royce. Uh, which was, you know, <laughs> in hindsight, definitely the right choice because I'm, I'm small and I had a very heavy dress. So I think trying to get myself into the carriage would have provided a very amusing photo opportunity, but not necessarily something I would have wanted to remember forever. So <laughs> I'm glad that we made that switch at the end. Uh, and it saved us, I think, about $900 by going away from the carriage. And we really enjoyed it. And it did make for some very nice pictures.
0: That's great to hear. Okay. So yeah, if you do want the coach, it's Cinderella's Glass Coach costs $2,950 now. And it can only go to certain locations. So if you're getting married at the wedding pavilion and your reception is at the Grand Floridian, no problem. If you're in Epcot, certain of the countries you can have the coach in, but not all of them. Uh, And then there are certain other locations like if you're doing an escape and you want to add the coach, but you're getting married at Wilderness Lodge, you can't have it there because there's no place for it to go. That's one thing to know, and the other thing to know is you're not in it for very long. Now, everybody who's ridden in it has loved it, so I'm not gonna say that you're gonna regret getting the coach if you have your heart set on the coach. But just be aware that you're not gonna be driving from Pop Century to the Grand Floridian in this coach. You're gonna have to get yourself to the Grand Floridian, and then you simply ride it from the main lobby over to the wedding pavilion. And then after the wedding, you do a staged exit with your groom, and you go around the loop, you come back, and that's pretty much it. But again, the people who've had it, they all say they love it and it was totally worth the money. So it really just depends on if it's the thing for you. And it sounds like with Melissa, you found out there was actually something that worked out even better for you.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Now, if you're not a Cinderella's glass coach type, but you still want to have a horse and carriage, they have a regular Landau coach, and that's only $1,800. Same restrictions, same time limits, but it'll save you some money. So some people, you know, all all they care about is that there's a horse there. <laughs> um, so if that's what you're into, there you go. Now, classic cars like Melissa used, these come from a couple of different companies that Disney contracts with, and they range from about $600 to $900, but maybe slightly more or slightly less. And they're cool because they can actually drive you places. There are a couple of them. I feel like I've read that the Model A can't go very far. But most of them, if you're staying, you know, at the beach club and you're getting married at the wedding pavilion or whatever, they can actually come get you and transport you like a real car would. They also look really cool. (laughs) (laughs) And the two companies that Disney contracts with are Kohl's Classic Cars and VIP Transportation Group. And I will put the links to these websites on my website in this post so that you can check out the different kinds of cars that they have. The other thing to know is that if you don't need them to go backstage in a park, you may be able to contract with either of these companies or another company on your own because they won't need permission from Disney, and often you can get a better rate doing that. Now the other form of transportation I like to talk about, although it's not as common at Disney weddings, is boats. And this is because I love boats and we (laughs) rode a friendship boat for our wedding. We took it from the dock at Morocco to the boardwalk inn for our reception and it was just magical. It was a wonderful little break in the day and one of my favorite memories. Now of course they have way jacked up the price on the friendship (laughs) boats, so I feel bad telling you about how great they are. They now cost Eleven hundred dollars for a one-way trip, but you know maybe if you're as nutty about friendship boats as I am, it'll be worth it for you.
1: <laughs> it's fancy,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so those hold fifty, and then you can also actually hire the water launches on Bay Lake, and those hold up to sixty people, and they only cost three hundred and seventy-five dollars for a one-way trip. So that might be if you are maybe getting married at the wedding pavilion, you go down to the dock that they have there. Think they still have a dock unless they obliterated it when they put the villas there. I'll have to check that out. But you could go to the dock of the Grand Floridian and then go like to the contemporary for your reception. And then there's also the Grand One Yacht. Now this is, right now the price is $744.44. And it only holds 18 people, so usually when you see people using the Grand One, they are using it for the fireworks show that evening, and they go out and they have desserts and they watch the show on the water and everything. But if you wanted to step off onto a yacht after your wedding, well, they can do that for you too. So now, guest transportation is the unglamorous kind of transportation, and this is just the workhorse cars and vans and limos and what have you that are going to get you and your guests to and from the ceremony. And the way Disney does it, there are a couple different types of trips. What you'll hear a lot is the charter motor coach. Disney loves the charter motor coach. When you have a wishes Wedding, they pretty much automatically put a charter motor coach on your BEO. And that is because they hold 55 people. And when you charter them, they can go wherever you want as many times as you want. And it's just easy and done. However, it's also very expensive. So I'm going to tell you about different types of trips that you can use with the different types of transportation, and then maybe you'll be able to figure out which combination works best for your event. So first of all, the cheapest type of transportation for a Disney wedding is one-way transportation. And that means you go from point A to point B, and you can only do it on Disney property. But this might be all you need if, say, you are transporting all of your guests from their different resorts to Epcot for a dessert party. And they're all going to make their own way back at the end of the night, or maybe everybody's going to go to Jelly Rolls after hours. All you need to do is get them from their resorts to Epcot. One trip, it's extremely cheap if you use vans. The prices go up the bigger the type of transportation, and we're going to go over those in a second. The next type is round trip. So a round trip would go from point A to point B and back to point A. And this would be good if you want to take your guests from their resorts to the dessert party and then back to their resorts at the end of the night. The other way that round trips are great is that you can add one or two stops sometimes. It depends. You have to talk to your planner about this. But adding a stop only costs between $20 and about $70, depending on the type of transport, the stop. So instead of having to get a whole nother van or minibus or limo or whatever... It will make an extra stop, but it's still classed as a round trip. It's not a charter, so you don't have to pay as much. You only pay the round trip price. Hopefully this isn't super confusing. (laughs) Uh, And then charter... Charter is great and convenient because they make unlimited stops, but there's a minimum number of hours you have to use them for. And depending on the type of transportation, it could be three hours or it could be five hours. And the reason this gets sticky is in a situation like we had where we needed to get everybody to our wedding in the morning and then our dessert party was in the evening and we weren't going to pay for a charter bus to sit around all day. But because there are minimums, we had to pay for two five-hour minimums, even though we didn't need it for a total of 10 hours. And this was very frustrating to me. And the fact that I paid so much just to shuttle people around Walt Disney World is what has made me such a crusader for informing people about transportation at Disney weddings. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa, what types of transportation did you guys use?
1: We actually had a dessert party the night before our wedding. And that is something where we did one-way transportation from the resorts to Epcot. And we actually used the vans because obviously that was super cheap. We kind of told people they were on their their own to get back to the resort. But they were all going back to the resorts and that, you know, I gave them maps and diagrams. I drove my husband crazy before the wedding. <laughs> I am not an artist, so I'm sure those maps were hard to follow. And then for our actual wedding day, you know, we made use of the limo that was included. And then, again, we did the, the vans back and forth because we had guests staying at a couple different resorts. So it was actually really easy. And then, you know, the one thing I had tried to do toward the end, which I think I did recently tell someone about, was adding a stop to it. I didn't realize you couldn't add a stop to a one-way trip. It was actually just a quick question, and we ended up having to also then, you know, utilized the town car. So we had vans, we had a town car, we had a limo, we had the Rolls Royce. Um, I feel like we we had a couple different kinds. You know, I think we still, we still saved a, a good bit over the, the motor coach charter that they originally had absolutely put in my VEO. So they organized it so well, you didn't even worry about that.
0: That's great to hear. Yeah. So let me go over the different types of transportation. What I'll do is I'll tell you what it's called and how many people it holds and then the different prices I have for the different types of trip. Now these change, but they only change by a few dollars. So I've seen them go up a few dollars. I've seen them go down a few dollars. It depends a lot on what the price of gas is at the time. But these are good rough estimates if you're making your little pretend budget to see if you're going to be able to afford a Disney wedding. I don't think you can go wrong if you use these numbers because they're not going to change that much. So first of all, there's a town car and that only holds four people and it's available for $32 one-way. They don't do round trips, so you just book two one-ways. And then you can also charter a town car for $55 an hour, but there's a three-hour minimum. And so a town car might be good if you're eloping or you just need to get you and your groom and your photographers backstage. I still am a huge fan of the luxury van, which is the next largest type of transportation. Luxury vans hold up to 8 people, and they only cost $40 one way. So you can carry a lot more people for only a few dollars more. Now they also do not make round trips, but they do have a charter option which is $60 an hour for a 3 hour minimum. However, I don't know why you would ever charter one of these because the cheap way to do it is just a couple one way trips. This can also be good if your guests are scattered but you don't want them to be sitting on a motor coach for like two hours while it drives all over Disney World picking people up. You could just send a van to each resort, and that way people come directly to where they need to go. So the next most expensive form of transportation is the limo, and that holds up to eight people. For a one-way trip, it's $176.55. For a round trip, it's $353.10. And for a charter, it's $104.49 per hour with a three-hour minimum. And a limo is something that, again, it just kind of automatically goes in your BEO. I think they think that everybody wants a white limo on their wedding day and that's how they want to drive. If I had known about vans, I would have been fine with arriving backstage at Epcot in a van. Nobody was going to see it. I didn't want pictures getting out of it, even if it was a limo. So there's another place where you could save some money. (laughs) And then the next one is the standard van. So if you need a bigger group to be transported around, you can get a standard van that holds up to 11 people, but that's when you're getting out of deal territory because those are $173.25 for a one-way trip. They're $231 for a round trip. And then to charter them for a three-hour minimum, it's $71.40. So I'm not sure who uses standard vans. I suppose if that's all you needed, it might be good, but it just seems like even two luxury vans would be cheaper. Yeah, they would definitely be cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the next option is a minibus. And this is actually what you get when you have an escape wedding at Canada Terrace. They include the minibus in the package. And that holds up to 25 people. For a one-way trip, it's $288.75. For a round trip, it's $336. And for a charter, it's $95.92 an hour. And there's a five-hour minimum. So that's where you get into this thing where if you charter it, you have to think about, do I really need it for five hours? Don't forget you want to pick people up before. Maybe you want to drop them off after. It's something to consider. And then the last ultimate piece de resistance, the favorite type of transportation, is the motor coach and that holds 55 people. It's $341.25 one way. I don't think probably they have ever had a one-way motor coach trip, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, (laughs) Round trip, it's $446. And then charter, it's $105 per hour with a five-hour minimum. It's good to sit down and do the math because who knows, maybe with your group size, if you have a lot of people, it makes sense to have a motor coach. It's easy. They can go wherever you want them to. You can book them just for the number of hours that you need beyond five hours. It's just when you look at smaller groups where you have fewer trips and you're trying to save money, that's when you want to really crunch numbers and see what's going to be the most cost effective for you. So, Melissa, maybe we can talk a little bit more about your wedding. We've talked a little bit about the types of transportation that you've used. Can you just tell me, like, where your wedding was, what locations you used?
1: Sure. So we actually did the wedding pavilion, and we did the reception at the Grand Floridian. We were in St. Augustine A and B, I think. So one of the considerations that we had was not necessarily wanting to shuttle people from the wedding pavilion to the Grand Floridian. Um, It was kind of crazy um, to... That was part of the, I think our original BEO quote for the motor coach was an eight-hour charter, which was insanely expensive. Just to have that sit there and then move people about 200 feet down to the Grand Floridian. Right. So so we, we wanted to keep our events kind of close together for that reason, um, kind of cut costs down and things like that. So our dessert party the night before was in Epcot, and then we did just those two events on our wedding day. Um, so really, by the time the reception was over, that was the end of the transportation picture for us, but those were our locations. So it worked out really well to just have people walk from the wedding pavilion over to the Grand And We did have, I do have one grandmother who's not quite mobile, so we popped her in the limo with the bridal party <laughs> instead of having her walk. But everyone else, it was a really nice day. We got married in November, so the weather was beautiful, and they really enjoyed that walk, and it kind of ate up some of that time in between the wedding and their cocktail hour, getting them down there and, and letting Disney kind of wrangle them where they needed to go so that that made us feel a little bit better about, you know, how long it was taking for pictures and things like
0: that. That's a really good point. And also, you bring up a good point that if you have a few people who aren't mobile and they aren't going to get scooters or whatever. If you're at a resort, like the Grand Floridian especially, they actually have these club cars. They're like golf carts. And they won't let you reserve them in advance. But if somebody goes to Bell Services and says, we have some elderly people who need to be shuttled, they can whiz them around the property from the Wedding Pavilion to the Convention Center on those. And so, like you say, rather than having to pay money to keep your transportation just standing through the ceremony so that it can take people a five-minute trip from the wedding pavilion to the convention center, you know, maybe it is better if they can walk and then you can just make arrangements for the few people who aren't able to. And now, how many guests did you have, Melissa?
1: We had 59 guests and then my husband and I. So, total of 61. Um, So, it was really, we were kind of close to that did we just get a motor coach kind of thing? Um, but at the end of the day, we had guests staying at Pop Century at Port Orleans French Quarter. We had two people staying at Saratoga Springs. And then the rest of us, including you know our parents and our siblings, were staying at the Contemporary. So we were kind of all spread out. You know, The, the guys were going to use the limo, and we were going to use the limo. So we didn't really need to get a motor coach to come to the Contemporary. And then it kind of, you know, we found out about the vans by reading your book. And we were like, oh, well, that actually makes a lot more sense. So, you know, they were kind of spread out, but at the same time, our guests were really staying at two resorts. So that made it a little bit easier to kind of just shuttle them in vans and take them back and forth. Those two sticklers who had to use their vacation club points at (laughs) Saratoga, that was where we ended up sending that town car, which ended up being, you know, the most cost effective option at that point. We weren't going to add an extra van just for two people. So the town car actually ended up being fine for them. So it was just a last-minute add-on because they didn't want to stay at um, any of the other resorts. So, you know, it was kind of a small guest list, but still transportation got a little complicated just trying to move people from all those different places to the Wedding Pavilion.
0: Yeah. And did you ever, like, how did you decide you were definitely going to do it? Did you ever think, uh, they can figure it all out themselves? Or
1: <laughs> um, You know what? It's funny. We're, I'm from outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and it's, kind of split. Some people do, you know, you guys are on your own, we're having a wedding at a, you know, beautiful banquet hall. If you get drunk, take a cab, (laughs) come (laughs) home kind of thing. Um, And then, you know, we've had a lot of friends who've gotten married at, you know, reception in a hotel, that kind of stuff. It's always easier for us when there's a you know hotel involved and then you don't have to worry about driving anywhere. And one of the things that we didn't want people to worry about, just coming through the gate at the Magic Kingdom can be a little bit difficult for people who've never really been there. We did have some guests who had never been to Disney World. I also have a couple guests who don't have the ability to necessarily to rent cars. That was something that we definitely wanted to consider. And we didn't want to have, you know, some people are driving in, some people are taking Disney buses to the Magic Kingdom and then transferring to the monorail or something like that, or they're stuck on the monorail. The monorail is not super reliable lately. So it was just a lot of those kinds of things. My family can be a little bit, I I think I actually did a full on like how to travel training session for them (laughs) before we left. It was easier to just have it ready. This is what you need to do. You need to go to the front of your resort, get in this van that has our name on it and, and just go. Um, and really, we were trying to make it as easy as we could for them. You know, it, it was a lot for people to come down there. All of our families from New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So we thought it would be better to just kind of take care of that for them. They don't have to worry about running a car or figuring out where to go. Um, and we're not getting calls at three o'clock in the afternoon before our wedding with I'm lost or I'm at the Polynesian. I don't know how to get to the Grand Floridian, that kind of stuff it really was never a question about whether or not to offer it. I think our first conversation with our consultant, I think I had asked that question, you know, is it required? And he, he said no, you know, no with our venues. But he pointed out that, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the politest thing to have people all dressed up and then tell them to get on a bus. One thing I, I always tell people, you know, you know your guests better than anybody else does. So if you think that they'd be cool with that, go for it. I just know that our guests probably would have all ended up at the Magic Kingdom and had no idea where to go after that. So it was just a stress reliever all around to, to book the transportation ahead of time and just tell them where to meet it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's a good point because maybe a lot of people who haven't been to Disney World a lot or are such pros that they're used to taking Disney transport would think, well, you know, they have buses that go to the theme parks and the resorts. But the problem is they don't go between resorts. So if you're telling these guests who are in their wedding finery that they have to make it to a morning ceremony and they need to get from their resort to to the Grand Floridian, there's no direct transportation. They would have to change buses at downtown Disney or a park. And for newbies... Like, I don't know how they would figure that out. So so in talking a little bit about how do you save money on transportation, I guess the first thing to figure out is do you even need it? Are your guests newbies or are they pros or are they locals? In our case, and it sounds like Melissa in your case, most of our guests had never been to Walt Disney World before or they'd maybe been once. And I was not gonna make them try to figure out the transportation system to get around. I thought it would be the kind thing to do since they were coming from all that way. To move them around <laughs> for <laughs> them, you know, but if you're somebody who's local and everybody's going to be driving and going home that night or you have a family that has made countless trips to Walt Disney World, it was a foregone conclusion that you were going to get married there. They all know the place like the back of their hand. They're all going to have rental cars. Maybe in that situation, you don't need to provide transportation. Right. Right. Another place that you might want to cut out transportation, I think a lot of people do, is the dessert party. Now, Melissa provided it, I provided it, again, for those reasons that I had people who were not going to know how to get there if I didn't help them out. But if you feel confident that your guests can make their way to a park, because there is direct transportation between the resorts and the parks, maybe that's a place where you can just have an event guide meet everybody at the gate instead of having to bring them backstage. Another suggestion I would have for saving money would be, do you and the groom really need a limo? We talked about this a little bit earlier, but unless your lifelong dream has been to show up to your wedding in a wide stretch limo, maybe a van would save you a lot of money. <laughs> so another trick I've seen is people actually riding the bus with their guests, maybe not to the wedding, but if the bus is going to take them or a van is going to take them from the wedding to the reception, hop on in with them. Why, why do you guys need a special separate form of transportation for all that extra money? And then another thing we've talked a little bit about already is do your guests really need a chartered motor coach? Do you have a a group, and even in Melissa's case, where she had more than enough people for a motor coach, it worked out to be cheaper and easier to have multiple forms of smaller transportation. So just really look at that and decide whether with your situation, the number of resorts that they're staying at, could you get away with having multiple independent forms of transportation instead of just one coach? And then my last most favorite tip is always and you got to know this in advance, see if you can keep your room blocked to one or two resorts. Of course, you can't force people to stay at just one or two resorts, but boy, will you save money on transportation, and you'll save them time sitting on transportation waiting to get to your ceremony if you only have one or two places for your transportation to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, that original BEO where we had the motor coach, I think they were going to pick up our first guest around three o'clock in the afternoon and our wedding ceremony wasn't until five that was my grandmother and i love her dearly but she is not a patient woman so i can't (laughs) imagine after two hours sitting on a bus what that what that would have looked like Um, it's definitely something that yeah we didn't want them sitting there and, again, it, it was it was going to stop, I think, Pop Century first and then Port It was just kind of like this is – it was going to eat up their whole day. Yeah. Um, we actually – I think my mother-in-law even went to a park the morning of our wedding. You know, we, we did a late-day ceremony. Um, a lot of our guests our, – our wedding was on a Friday, and a lot of our guests did want to get some park time in, um, especially because it was food and wine that weekend. So they definitely wanted to make use of what time they had, and we didn't want to have them spending two hours sitting on a bus kind of staring at it. I, I think it just kind of sets the mood in a whole different direction before a wedding. So, yeah.
0: yeah, that was definitely something we considered. And then did you get any feedback about transportation specifically from your guests?
1: You know, I, I think at the end of the day, they all kind of appreciated it. Again, there were schematics involved with, you know, how to get to the front of your resort. I, again, we had so many newbies and, and people who just never been there and Frankly, people who just don't follow direction, which I think is something that a lot, a lot of people, you know, I, I see a lot of feedback from brides who do newsletters and things like that, and they complain nobody reads them. I get it, because I think I drew these things and no one saw them. But at the end of the day, you know, they did say it was very easy. Um, they really liked the luxury vans, and they said that that was not a misnomer. Um, those vans are actually very nice you know, they appreciated that they had those vans right there. They were waiting. I think we had two guests who did leave our wedding um, a little bit early, and they were kind enough to help them get transportation back to their resort because of the I think someone was feeling ill. You know, they helped them out getting back to Pop Century. And really, the, the limo driver was nice. The van drivers were great. People felt safe. They felt comfortable. Um, and, and they really did get back and forth very efficiently. I think they were probably on those for a max of about half an hour waiting for them to load up and go so that really wasn't too bad considering
0: that's interesting that's a good point too because the one good thing about having a motor coach standing around doing nothing is it will make trips all throughout your reception so if you do have somebody who wants to leave early they can just hop on the motor coach and it'll take off and come back and then the next group of people it will take before it's up but it sounds like even in your case where you had one-way transportation they were able to help you out
1: yeah, you know, she was. I think she actually was feeling very sick. And I think they just, you know, kind of popped her in there and took her back. Probably not the normal. Um, but it was just one of those, you know, one of those things where sometimes Disney just comes through and does something real nice for you. Right. Um, that definitely did not end up on our final invoice, which I was expecting. Um, so they, it was nice of them. I wouldn't necessarily expect it with a one way charter, but it was, you know, she was very, she was feeling very ill. So it was right. definitely something that was nice of them to do. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, it ended up working out.
0: And now it sounds like you pretty much had everything figured out before you started, but was there anything that you know now that you wish you'd known then when you were planning or done differently?
1: There were a couple things, and this one is really kind of specific to people who stay at the Contemporary before the wedding. We were in the Garden Wing, which I think is usually where the the room block rooms end up. Um, And the limo that you get as part of this package is supposed to come to the front entrance, which if you're in a wedding dress wearing heels, it can be kind of a long walk. So that was something we actually asked the day before at rehearsal, if we could have the limo come to the entrance of the Garden Wing, which is something that apparently the limo hadn't really done before. Hmm. But it definitely saved some steps and um, very painful heels so if there are brides who are staying at the contemporary and they end up in the garden wing they can ask for that limo to come back to the garden wing entrance to pick them up which was definitely helpful we also had a, a flower girl who was you know mid meltdown so <laughs> it was definitely kind of a controlled chaos kind of situation and then the other thing I think I would look at we booked the Rolls-royce through Disney but I do know that they you know the VIP, I think it's VIP transport. They're the ones who Disney books that Rolls Royce through. And I have seen that brides have gotten a kind of a better rate through them directly than we did through Disney. Uh, We checked mirrors outside of Disney and it was about the same. I think it was actually slightly more expensive to do them outside of Disney. So that's who we use for the vans. Um, But as far as the Rolls Royce, I think I would check if you're going to look into a classic car, definitely check those two resources before you book through Disney because I think they do give you a slightly better deal.
0: Great advice. Yeah. And then do you have any other tips or advice about transportation for future brides and grooms? Like I
1: said before, I think it really comes down to knowing your guests. I mean, if you really feel like they're comfortable with putting on, you know, nice clothes and and taking the Disney buses and the monorail, that's fine. I I think for us, it really came down to knowing the people that were coming. Um, And I'm really trying to make it a really nice, um, stress-free event, not just for them, but for us as well. You know, not fielding calls. Hey, I'm stuck on the monorail. I don't know where I'm at. (laughs) I think I'm at the Magic Kingdom that kind of stuff. Um, So that really was a stress free way to make sure that everybody got where they needed to go. I didn't have to worry about whether or not my grandmother was going to miss me going up the aisle, that kind of stuff. So, you know, if it's a toss up, I I tend to err on the side of making it easier for the guests. Um, They did, you know, come pretty far away in our case to make sure that they got there. And, you know, in our case, we were right after Hurricane Sandy. So it was not easy for some of our guests to get down to Florida. And I know that they did appreciate that.
0: That's great. Great advice well Melissa thank you so much for sharing your experience I think it's going to be really helpful to people who might be tearing their hair out over how to do the the logistics transportation
1: was tough that was definitely I I think we started talking about transportation before we we had this whole like this wedding sketched out before we even called Disney to be honest so it was one of those things that was one of the early things that we thought about so um it definitely can be tough but I think I hope that helps at least one person make some make some decisions about transportation
0: yeah I really think it's helpful so thanks so much